0: On with a series that we launched last Sunday, and already hearing a lot of great feedback in this series. So, if you were unable to be with us last week, be sure and check out the podcast so you can get caught up and be a part of going through the Lord's Prayer. And my intent is that you will feel better equipped in prayer in praying to God uh, through this series. And so what we're doing, one of the things we're doing is every week we're going to recite the Lord's Prayer from the King James Version. Now uh, maybe you had this version sung at your wedding. I've participated in a lot of weddings, I've had uh, this song sung there and so we're going to Say it like it's sung. We're not going to sing it. Somebody say, praise God, (laughs) because it goes a little high at one point, and so uh, we will not do that, but we will recite it. So everybody stand. They've got it up on the screen, so if you haven't quite uh, memorized it yet, but I'd like for us all to just stand and to declare this once again today. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. All right. You may be seated. You sounded awesome. Hopefully, you'll be able to do that without the words in front of you by the time we finish this series. Today, we are going to look at the second phrase that Jesus uttered when He was teaching His disciples how to pray. He said, you need to pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so, the kingdom is something that Jesus talked about a lot. As a matter of fact, a little bit later in Matthew chapter 6, just down to verse 33, uh, one of my favorite verses in the Bible, and I think a good one to memorize, Jesus said that we should seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added Unto us, In other words, if I'll make his kingdom a priority, he'll take care of my needs. Is that good? I think that's a fair deal. You know, if I'll prioritize his kingdom, then he'll take care of my needs. And so this phrase right here begins petitions in the Lord's Prayer, or requests. It begins a string of a few requests that Jesus teaches his disciples to make of God. He wants us to ask. Now, it's funny that he wants us to ask because just the verse before he begins the Lord's Prayer, he tells them, your Father knows what you need before you ask it. To which you think, so why do I need to ask? If you know what I need, just give it to me, you know? But God wants to hear from us. Even Adam and Eve, the Bible says, they walked with God in the cool of the day. Jesus came to restore relationship with the Father. And so this kingdom uh, mindset becomes a filter for us to look through. It becomes the filter for us to make requests unto God. First of all, have a kingdom mindset and a kingdom mentality. And this Greek word for kingdom means the sphere of the king's rule. Basilelach. Uh, the dominion, the the place where he rules, where the king uh, has his kingdom, in other words. And so I don't know if you guys have ever done this, but have you ever referred to yourself as king of the house? You know, uh, any how, how many here kind of think of yourself as king of the house? Okay, what's funny is, is some guys were asking their wives' permission to raise their hand. Uh, Is it okay if I raise my hand? I'm, I'm kind of a king of the house in a matriarchal rule. Anybody with me? The king protects, provides, and guides. It is not for beratement. It's not to lord over. It is for benefit that he rules. The king rules over our lives to benefit us. God rules over us not to put us down, but to raise us up, right? And some of you, you've never been raised up any higher than you've been through your relationship with God. But it comes with responsibility because we all know that kingdoms can go bad. Remember the Crusades? And so kingdoms can go bad. And so Jesus says what you need to do is when you're praying about kingdom, you don't pray about your kingdom, at least not yet. All right, I, I know you want to pray, and, and oh God, you know I need some more money, and I need a raise, and I need a new car, and I need a new, I need a girlfriend. I don't need a new one; I just need one. God, you know, I I just please, God, answer my prayers. And I know you got your list, but Jesus instructs us, and some of you need to catch on to this this morning before you get to your list. You need to pray his list. Okay, that's part of putting him first in our lives. And so we don't pray, My kingdom come, we pray, Thy kingdom come. May Thy will be done. And that be done means, May it be accomplished on this earth. May it be accomplished. Today, as I pray this prayer. And, and the terminology, the, the way the words are used there, it's very emphatic, and it's very uh, declarative. In other words, it's like a declaration. It is saying, as well as praying, your kingdom come now. Your kingdom be done now. Now. In other words, it's like declaring. It is like saying. It is not saying, Oh, I hope it happens and you know, wouldn't it be nice or whatever. No, it's none of that mealy-mouth kind of language here that Jesus uses. In other words, Jesus says, You want God's kingdom to come, you pray it, you declare it, you believe it, you say it, you speak. Speak it with faith, believing your kingdom come now. Your will be done now. You know, your will be done over my marriage now. Your kingdom come into my finances now, into my household, into my family, into my school, into my business. I declare his kingdom Now, is that how you pray? Huh? Is that how you pray? Because that's what Jesus says. He says, you need to get up in the morning. You need to get up on Monday morning, and you need to declare it. You need to say it. You need to speak it. You need to believe it. He taught us to do this, and the reason why we should declare For the kingdom of God to come and His will to be done is His will is not always done, is it? You know, there's murder that happens. There's rape. There's incest. There's there's abuse. There's hatred. There's anger. There's bickering. There's gossip. There's all kinds of things, laziness, apathy, that are not the will of God. And so in that environment, we don't just say, oh, isn't it awful? No, Jesus says, declare for God's will and God's kingdom to come into that atmosphere. We pray, we declare it for his will to be done. In this sin-stained world, we pray, oh, no, oh, no, devil, not here, not now, not today. His kingdom in this place, his kingdom in my life right here, right now. So as we're praying in the kingdom, if you want to follow along in your outline, three things I want to give you today that you can do to pray in the kingdom of God. First of all, you need to know that his kingdom comes in the heart, all right? Jesus taught this. Again, he talked about the kingdom a ton. He was always talking about the kingdom, and he said that the kingdom starts in the heart in other words the the way for you to be able to request things properly from God is you need him to reign in your heart because if your heart's right your asking will be right does that make sense because how many of you know if your kids hearts are right then, then it'll all be good you know They may get squirrely here and there and whatever, but if they've got a good heart, that's what matters. And see, Jesus says you need to pray in the kingdom of God into your heart and may it uproot your egocentric heart and bring an altruistic heart in its place. May you move from selfishness to selflessness move from greed to generosity from supremacy to servanthood from resentment to forgiveness a heart where mercy grace love peace and joy reign where it reigns over your life I don't know if you've ever prayed like this about the will of God but I won't ask for a raise of hands On this, but uh, how many maybe you've prayed, if it be your will, Lord? And to me, that's like a hedge bet prayer, you know? It's like, I prayed, but it's up to him, you know? I don't know whether he's gonna do it or not. And that is not how Jesus taught us to pray. He says, No, you pray heaven down. To earth, you pray the kingdom down to this earth. You pray God's will be accomplished on this earth as it is in heaven. In other words, you bring heaven down when you pray. I may pray like that. Bring heaven down. You, you've been around people who bring heaven down. He says. Thy will be done. May it be done to me, in me, and through me. May it flow through my life. May God's kingdom flow through me. You know, we we talked about may your name be sanctified. May your kingdom come. May your will be done. The first two happen when the third one happens, when we submit to the will of God. His will over ours. Now, what that requires is surrender and submission. Surrender and submission. Now, let me just ask you this question. Just think about this. How's your surrender gauge? Is your surrender gauge full? In other words, I am fully surrendered God or is it maybe about 75 50 percent you know in other words God uh, hey hey, hey. Now you, you bless me do all kinds of great stuff in my life okay and I'll take care of the finances I'll handle that part or God you know I, I really want your blessing all over me you and, know and but now I'll decide the future You just bless my plans, you know? That's how how it can work, just awesome. I'll think up stuff, and you just bless it. And so, fully surrendered doesn't look like that. Fully surrendered. Jesus taught us the way to full surrender. It comes through repentance. Repentance Opens the door for the kingdom of God to rule and reign in our lives. The problem with many of us is we want what's behind the door without repentance. Give me what's behind the door. I don't want to surrender. I still want to call the shots, but I want that. I want the blessing. And repentance, Jesus said, look at what's in your heart. Your hearts aren't right. And James, the brother of Jesus, which, again, is just an incredible thought, that Jesus' brother got convinced that he was the son of God after he rose from the dead. And then became a Christ follower and wrote a book in the Bible called James. And so the brother of Jesus said, yeah, you don't get what you want Because your hearts are jacked up. Now, that's my version, okay? (laughs) Your hearts are messed up. They're not in the right place. And and so don't think, he says, don't let that person think they're going to get anything from God. That's what James, the brother of Jesus, said. And and so we've got to let the kingdom of God rule and reign because it opens the door. Here's what Spurgeon said. Prayer is the falling of a tear. Our brokenness is the beginning of God's grace. You know, many writers talk about the gift of tears. You know, my daughter has the gift of tears when certain movies are being played, you know? And, and, and if you're talking to her uh, and you start crying, she's liable to start crying. And I love that about her. She has a soft heart toward people but but when we confess, and even if we have tears or whatever, we don 't confess so we 'll feel better. Conf- we confess so that we 'll be changed. You see, repentance doesn 't mean i 'm sorry that 's not the definition of repentance. repentance means change, turn, start thinking, acting different than you did. Right? Because you've had people come to you and say, oh, I'm so sorry, and then they do it again. You're like, you are so not sorry. If you were sorry, you would not do that. Quit doing it. Stop it. And so God says, "Here, here's how we change. We change from thinking, Oh, it's not my money, it's thy money. So, therefore, God, what would you have me do with your money? God, it's not my time, my life is in your hands. What would you have me do with it? So, in other words, when you are fully surrendered, your time, your talent, And your treasure are not yours. They're surrendered to God. And you say, oh, king, what would you have me do? Oh, king, what what would you have me do with this? Because I want you to reign in my heart. And how many of you know when he reigns in your heart, this just happens, he changes your desires. Right. If some of you say, oh, I tried to be a Christian, but I just couldn't change. Well, that's because you can't. You, You can't do it. See, that's you trying. This time, let God do it. He's much better at it than you are, all right? Let Him do it because He doesn't do it from the outside in. He does it from the inside out. He changes your heart. And then the second thing, write down, is his kingdom is here now. That's what Jesus taught. The kingdom is here now. Why? Because the king is here now. When Jesus showed up, he said, the kingdom is here now. He would even say, the kingdom of God is near now. Because I'm here. (laughs) So it's near. You're not in it yet. But it's close. Because I'm walking right here. And you can get in on it. The kingdom of God, he says, has come to you. And it rules and reigns in the hearts of people. Take a look at this in Luke. This verse. Pull it up for me. He says, one day... The Pharisees asked Jesus, here's what Luke says, when will the kingdom of God come? You know, when we going to rule over Rome, take over the world? Be like when David was here, we had a big army and could fight people off. When's, when's that going to happen? And Jesus said, the kingdom of God can't be detected by visible signs. You won't be able to say, here it is, or it's over there. For the kingdom of God is what? It's already among you. See, you just don't see it. You don't perceive it. You're looking for it differently than what it is because it starts in the heart and it's already started. It's already Begun. It's already taken root. Now, those of you who are saved or who have accepted the power, the presence of God into your life for forgiveness, and you've invited the presence of God in, you know this. When you got saved, if you were seven, eight, twelve, whatever it was, you know that when when Jesus came and you were saved by. By what he accomplished for you, and you accepted that, you know that just began something. That didn't finish it, did it? Because people didn't look at you after that for the next 10 years and say, You are so holy. You know? You're so holy. Oh, you're, oh my gosh, you're just holy all the time. Just holy. Did, Did any of you have that experience? Could we call witnesses up here that would say, oh, yeah, holy. (laughs) Just always holy. No. Because when you get saved, how many know, you get saved at that moment, but you continue getting saved on day after day after day after day, right? It's a progression thing. You're still... How many, he's still working on you, huh? He's, 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 you're a work in progress, right? But, but, but that's how the kingdom comes, and Jesus says, it, it's here. It's here now, it's here today, but it's going to keep on a coming, all right? It's going to keep coming until you see it in a different way. Form And and so he meant for them to accept it inside because he's not just a God of a second chance. He's a God of a second birth. He's not just interested in giving you resuscitation. He's interested in giving you resurrection and new life through him. See, one day, one day he walks up to Mary and Martha. They had just lost their brother a few days ago, and he's dead. They're sad. And, and Jesus says, well, hey, you, you can be glad because your brother will rise again. And they said, well, we know when the kingdom comes, you know, on resurrection morning, he'll rise again. And Jesus said, nah, the kingdom's here now. You're looking at the resurrection. And he said, roll away the stone. And he called out, Lazarus, come forth. And the old preacher said, it's a good thing he said, Lazarus, or every dead person within earshot would have come out. (laughs) I like that. But Lazarus came hopping out, still all wrapped up in grave clothes. And he said, loose him and let him go. And I'm here to tell you, the kingdom of God is here. Why are you so gloomy? Why are you acting like it's dead? Why are you acting so discouraged and depressed? Because the resurrection and the life, the very kingdom of God, has come in all power, all glory, all authority. Why be bound anymore? Loose, be loosed, and let him go, he said. He wants that kingdom to be birthed in us. To come out of the entanglements of sin. To come out of those grave clothes that are holding you down. Why are you hopping around like that when you don't have to? No more hopping around when you have been set free whom the Son sets free. Free is free indeed. The kingdom of heaven is here. He has replaced darkness with his marvelous light. He has replaced fear with faith. And yes, there is still death, but the sting, Paul said, the stinger of death has been pulled out, and no longer am I bound by fear of even death. Paul said, I don't know whether to live or die. just can't figure it out. You know, every day I just kind of get up and think, well, would it be better to be dead? Nah, maybe... It's better to be alive. And and so the reason why Paul said that is because the devil was trying to kill him. And and the thing Paul says is, you know what? If the devil kills me today, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to be present with the Lord. That's good. And if he doesn't, then I'm going to preach. And somebody else may get to go to heaven today as a result. So what do you do with a guy like that? You don't do anything. Because there's nothing you can do about a guy like that who's fully surrendered to the kingdom of God and says, it doesn't matter if the devil kills me or he doesn't kill me. I'm going to serve him today with every fiber of my being. And if the devil does wind up killing me, I'm going to heaven. My God, I'm about to get excited about it up here. All right, let me give you three. His kingdom is lived on the outside. Okay, it comes on the inside. And it's here right now in its fullness and power. But it's lived out through us on the outside. Paul put it this way, you are Christ's ambassadors. You are representative of a foreign country. You are an alien, Peter said, on this planet. He said, everywhere you go, you're a representative of the kingdom of God. In other words, quit fitting in with everybody else. Quit moping around with everybody. Oh, what's going to happen today? (laughs) Stop doing that. Bring the kingdom into that place. Bring God's kingdom in with you. He rules. He reigns in here. It ought to be seen through you on the outside as well. And people ought to be able to pick up that you beat to a different drum. You, you just, there's something different about you. you. You're just something different. And, and it's kind of like this room. There's all kinds of power in this room, but we wouldn't know it if somebody didn't flip on the switch. Right? we don't be sitting in the dark. And, and to some of you today, why sit you there in the dark When the kingdom of God is here. All power and authority, Jesus said, is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Therefore, go and make disciples. He said, in other words, you're under my authority, my power. I'm the king, and, and you are under me, and you represent me. So bring the kingdom to work. Bring it to school. Bring it to your house. Bring it to your family. I know those people aren't saved. I know they act like the devil. I know some of them. you think they are the devil and, and all that. But let me tell you something. You've got power over the devil through the kingdom of God in you. And and so Jesus sent out these people representing the kingdom of heaven. I mean, we had students at camp this year, this summer, that that felt a call to, to go out and represent the kingdom full time. I love that. And we had teenagers who feel like, I think I'm supposed to do this all the time. I think I'm supposed to represent God's kingdom all the time. Jesus said, the kingdom of God, I, I got to bring this to a close because I could go all day on this. I, I may know I, I'm pretty excited right now. So, so here, here's what, let me, let me wrap this up. Jesus one time said, the kingdom of heaven, because again, he talked about it all the time. He said the kingdom of heaven, I think it's Matthew 13, 3. He says, the kingdom of heaven is like yeast, and he says that you just put a little bit of yeast into the flour. And it's catalytic in what it does. My mom used to take yeast, these little packets of yeast. I can still see them. And, and she'd take these little packets of yeast and she put it in with the flour and mix it up in this dough. And then she'd put that dough in a bowl and, and put a cover over it, put a, put a towel over it and put it in the window. And later, we'd have pizza. (laughs) Now you just go out and get one of those wrapped up pizza dough things and bring it home, put the sauce on it. But back in the day, my mom used to make it from scratch, all right? And I saw the power of yeast. Because just a little bit in that dough and it would rise. Let me tell you something. It just takes a little bit of the kingdom of God To get in your heart today, and everything around you ought to rise. Your marriage ought to rise. Your kids ought to rise. Your work environment ought to rise. Your neighborhood ought to rise. I'm telling you today, if a little bit of God's kingdom gets in you, everything begins to rise. See, that, you, you, don't need, you don't need anything else more than this today. You, some of you, you just need to get a vision of God's kingdom and begin to declare it over your life every day. We had the privilege of serving people and bringing the kingdom down in Peru recently. And uh, pull that picture up for me. I love this. The Burnfield family went with us. Now, when they... Honestly, when they said they were going to go, I wasn't sure this was going to happen because three of them are going to have to pay over $2,000 apiece to go. But they got serious about it. They begin to save. They begin to put back. They begin to give toward. It. They begin to ask people, and it's uncomfortable. You guys know how that is—uncomfortable to ask people a lot of times. To, you know, hey, would you like to help us go to Peru? And, and, oh, and what are you guys doing down there? Are you going to lay on a beach, or what are, you, what are you doing? You know, and oh, we're going on mission trip. That's what we're, you know, and it can be uncomfortable. But these guys just had a vision that our family is going to go on this Crossroads Peru trip. And I'm telling you, we worked our butts off in Peru. Uh, One of the hardest working trips we've ever taken. But what was awesome is this whole group raised over $2,000 each each to go on this trip, go ahead and get to the part where we were praying because we were uh, in services two nights. They told me I was going to preach one night before I went, but after I got down there, they said, Oh, we want you to do two. Now, don't you just love that when people do that to you? Come prepared for one, and they say, No, we want two. Uh, So anyway, uh, we we managed to have something good to say On two different nights And the power of God showed up In that second night And we called our team down With our missionary, Rich He said, call the team down And and we turned people loose to pray over people Many of these on the team Have never prayed over people ever before so it'd be like me today at the end of the service when we normally have our prayer partners come down and me just saying, hey, you, come get up here, pray for people. I think he's talking to you back here, you know. You know how, how would you like that? You just come, hey, be a prayer partner. Here, get up here, pray for somebody today. And so that's what happened. And I loved it because here's what happened is the burn fields and others what they did is they said, we want to bring the kingdom to Peru. We, we are so blessed in America and, and have so many opportunities, but we want to go where maybe few would go, and, and we want to go and make a difference in that part of the world. And I'm telling you, it was awesome to see God's kingdom come into that project. We still follow it on Facebook as it continues and as we continue to try to help and be a blessing to that that project. But here's here's my point, is you don't have to go to Peru to bring the kingdom. All you got to do is go down the hall to the kids' classrooms and bring the kingdom to a five-year-old. Bring the kingdom to an eight-year-old. Bring the kingdom tonight to a 15-year-old. And allow God to flow through you. You're praying, your kingdom come, your kingdom rule in my heart. Oh, be king over my life so that, so that I can show the kingdom and be an extension of the kingdom to others. Another way you can do that is through a homeless ministry right here in our own community. Just like we partner with Mary Lee Meyer uh, Pantry, you can partner with a a local homeless shelter outreach that's coming here to Crossroads. In just a couple weeks, the information's in your bulletin, and and so don't say, well, I didn't know, you know, and and now it's on the screen, okay, okay? So so this is when it's happening, and your life group, what, you're not in a life group? Well, then you need to join one today, okay? Just get that out of the way. And, And then your life group, or your family, or whatever, can bring a meal, and bring the kingdom to some people who are down on life, you know what I'm saying? These are people who are genuine about they, they need some help. They don't, they're not looking for a handout. They're looking for a hand up. And they've already been pre-screened and everything by this ministry. And all we got to do is show the love of God to them. That's all. That's all you got to do. So you could host a night or two, or whatever, you could host it, or you could bring food, or you can just go crazy and do both, you know? And just bring the kingdom. I don't know how the Spirit of God will speak to you exactly, but my prayer this week and right now is may God's kingdom be more than words that you speak May it be in your heart and in your soul and in your spirit so much that it's catalytic, that it's like Jesus said it would be. It is like yeast that comes in the dough and it just begins to rise and my prayer is God let it rise let it rise let it rise let it rise over Avon let it rise over Brownsburg let it rise over Plainfield let it rise over Hendricks County let it rise over West Indy may this whole area be under the influence of the kingdom of God as we are in our lives. That's my prayer. Father, help us today to apply this to our lives. It's easy to shout in here and easy to think, yeah, I'm all about the kingdom. But God, on Monday, may we do that. Maybe you're here today and you say, Craig, that's where I stumble sometimes. I, I I don't always act like yeast I don't always rise to the occasion and I don't always cause other people to rise around me but I want to I want my marriage to rise I, I want my relationships to rise I, I want my financial situation to rise I, I want my school to rise I want my work environment to rise with the kingdom of God flowing through my life, and I want His will more than my will. If that's your prayer today, if you want to reflect God's kingdom more and more every day, will you just raise your hand right now and say, yeah, that's my prayer. That's my aim. That's my goal. Yeah, hands all over this room. Father in heaven, I pray that you'll help us because, wow, what would happen if a whole army of hundreds of people would get unleashed today that, that we'd get free and quit hopping around and, and we'd get out of those grave clothes and we'd come alive in you, that we'd bring the kingdom in its power and glory. That's not about us. It's all about you. And may our time, our talent, our treasure reflect that the king of all kings rules in our hearts and in our lives. God, may it start right here, right now. Maybe others of you, the kingdom needs to start in your heart because you just need a new king because maybe you've been trying to be the king, trying to be in charge. And maybe you realize that you need someone bigger, someone better, someone more equipped someone greater Jesus today has made a way for you and I to come into the kingdom his sacrifice for us on the cross paid the way for us to know God and if you're here this morning and you're either away from God or maybe you've never really surrendered your life to the living God And if you'd like to do that right here, right now, I want to help you to do that. So just let me know that that's you by raising up a hand and say, yes, Craig, will you just include me in this closing prayer? How many are here today? Just slip it up. Yes, see the hand. How many others? All right. At least one hand I saw, maybe a couple hands. So church family, to help us pray, God bless you, young man. Saw that hand there. Uh, Let's just pray this prayer together. Just say, Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for sending Jesus to pay the price for my sin by dying on the cross and then being resurrected from the dead. I believe because He lives, I can have life in you. Because of His sacrifice, I can be forgiven so I accept the kingdom to rule in my life oh God be the king of my heart and the king of my life from this day forward as much as I know how I surrender my life to you thank you for accepting me as a child of God In Jesus' name, amen. Church family, let's make some noise for those. It's awesome.